welcome to Grumpy and Grumpy here. Um, yeah. Derek, our two least favorite teams did it again. Yep. Hate the Chiefs. You hate the Niners. And uh, the Niners won't hurt me most because, you know, of course, Lions. But yeah, Eric, it's the same rinse and wash repeat of what was that? Three years ago, four years ago, 2020. Hey, can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Oh, just shoot me now. Because <laughs> it was it was the Chiefs beat the Niners, and then the Buccaneers beat the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was Rams-Bengals, Correct. and then it was uh, Eagles-Chiefs, and now Chiefs. it's Chiefs-49ers. Yep, 31-20. And so for the last five years, we've seen the – Red, white, and yellow. And it's funny too because uh, I saw a clip. It was from from some show. A host came out and said, "Yeah, you know, playoffs happened this week, and the Chiefs made the Super Bowl again." And everyone in the audience just booed, just booed. And I was like, "Good, more people hate them." But I mean, if you're chief, if you're the Chiefs, like, good for you. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's been years for them of misery. So now they're living it up, and as my buddy Adam says, that's right, Adam. I'm listening. You're listening. I hate you. Um, <laughs> live it up. Enjoy it. Yeah, because when Be Mahomes is, when Mahomes go is gone and retires, you're gonna go back to misery probably. But, but that won't be for, for another 15 no. years, that's, dude. That's not gonna be until he's like he's freaking... winning with a dad bod. Yeah, he's he. I won't <laughs> be till he's like 38, 39, and he's currently only. You what, see him 20? in the locker room. You see that. Pork belly that he was spilling as big as mine. Yeah, it looks like he's been hitting those snacks hard this season. So I would too. It's worked for him. I mean, yeah, keep eating. Now it's probably because he was, you know, exercising. So you know, when you exercise, everything kind of gets like pushed out a little bit. Fun fast, possibly. No, no, it, that's exactly what happens. So Mahomes is fat, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> And uh, what we'll talk about is we're going to recap the... But by the way, hi, everybody. Uh, Yes, we're back for another week. A snowy, rainy, cold day. It's going to rain. It's going to snow. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to... Yeah, I'm currently in the... Nope, it's the snow phase. Yeah, you said we went from rain, sleet, snow. And yeah, now I'm in the snow phase. No, not snow. Rain, sleet, blizzard. The blizzard just came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. but we'll talk about the championship games and how disappointing they were. We'll seriously. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the Ravens and Lions, what they need to do to improve, and what their outlook is for next year. Uh, the coaching carousel. The Seahawks and Commanders hired their head coaches because Ben Johnson said, "F you, I'm going back to Detroit." Yeah! Thank God. Uh, and two head coach, two former head coaches didn't get jobs. We'll discuss. Because mm-hmm. they suck. Uh, CU released their schedule, so we'll see how their season's shaping up to be. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose 15, and they play 12. That's how bad they're going to be. Uh, well, they lost, They went, and, what, 4-8 and eight this year and lost like six in a row, so we'll see. And they're in a better cup. Actually, the Pac-12 is pretty good for its last year. Um, and yeah. then we will talk Nuggets and Avs. Yes. It's a lone weekend, Eric, with no fo- – well, Pro Bowl technically counts, but do you want – who really gives a damn about the Pro Bowl? I don't. 
Hey, before we get into things. Yes. Do you think the NFL should consider moving the Super Bowl to Saturday? I I think it would be smart because then you could, you know, drown your sorrows or celebrate and then have a day to recover. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I, I've been saying that for years. Like, why is it on Sunday? If the Lions were, if the Lions did make the Super Bowl, I was going to take the next day off of work to either celebrate or drown my sorrows. That was my plan. That was my plan. But now I'm like, you know what? Now I don't even care. Well, (laughs) and like the NFL has come out and said, no, people are accustomed to watching football on Sunday and the views on Saturday wouldn't be as good. I'm like, for the Super Bowl, you damn right they would be. You kidding me? Everyone, they would. People would go out and watch it anywhere. I mean, they would party. They do oh, it yeah. anyway. Yeah, they do they it do anyway. It. They do it anyways on Sunday. But, uh, but no, I don't. I don't think the ratings would. I it. think here's another thing you have to consider. Hmm. I really believe in the next couple of years there will be 18 games in the NFL season, and they're yep. going to have two bye weeks, and it's going to push the Super Bowl to the week or like the Sunday before President's Day. Mm-hmm. President stays a federal holiday anyway. Boom! Genius. So any, I just wanted to bring that up. I thought about that real quick. I, 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 I think it would be awesome to have it on Saturday. I would love it if it was. Mm-hmm. Like this year, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't really party. I would probably just drink to forget. Oh, so I'm, I'm going to show up with my big, my big ass Stein. Just bang! <laughs> <laughs> Fill me up. I don't want to nope. watch the stupid game. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> also my the the thing i brought up about the josh allen and uh kirk cousins curses those got broken yeah, they did they sure um, did but let's dive into the games Derek. we'll start with the first disappointment as the baltimore ravens failed to show up at home and they lose the asc championship game 17 to 10 to the kansas city chiefs yeah, the Baltimore averaged 30 points a game at home, Eric, this season. And they they literally just they crapped the bed. Yeah. To be to be PG about it, that's what they did. They just they showed they, their offense just no-showed. And the biggest takeaway I had from this game, I said it off air and I'll say it now. When you only run the ball 16 times, for 81 yards and that's your strong suit of your team like no you're just you're not gonna win uh, here's 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 another thing they averaged five and a five yards a carry basically on the ground mm. mm-hmm gus edwards can't carry the ball three times no lamar jackson needs to run 10 times not eight or maybe even 12 like run 12 times here's the thing that it felt like is watching that offense. It felt like Lamar Jackson said, I'm going to prove to people that I'm a pocket passer. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here. I'm like in the AFC championship game, you do what what you're best at. Yeah. And that's being a dual threat. If you want to prove that you're a pocket passer, do it in the regular season. Not now. No. Do what got you to where you are. The number one seed hosting the AFC Championship game. Your defense was awesome in this game. Awesome. They were. But your offense was garbage. 
Zay and, uh, Flowers, by the way, taunting. Dude, you're down by ten. What are you doing, taunting? I, that was and yeah, that what was. Are another, doing? Is, what are you doing? What are you doing? We'll talk about the Chiefs here in a moment because the Chiefs. It's not like they've played bad. It's just that the Ravens were so bad. It's the topic. So bad. Um, but they the, the stupid penalties. Kyle Van Oy retort or responding mm. to Travis. Travis Kelsey got you to do exactly what he was trying to get you to do. He, he was feeding you. Which, you took you took the bait. You yep. took the bait. Yep. He won. He got you to make a stupid mistake. The interception you, by Lamar Jackson. What are you doing throwing mm, into quadruple coverage? I mean, and, and Isaiah likely raising his hand. What are you doing? You're not Megatron, buddy. You well, can't do that. Well, and that's the thing. I think a lot of receivers will just raise their hand anyway when they think they're open. It's up had, to the quarterback to be like, that homeboy ain't open. He had two guys on him, and then all of a sudden, four, two, two more came in. Came in, and they were like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And it was under throw, too. Yes, terribly. And. Zay Flowers fumbling it did oh it was oh, a dagger. Oh my god. As soon, as soon as that happened, I'm like, the game's over. I knew it was over after that. They had no shot. They they had nothing. No. And th- th- that's the thing. They were moving the ball. It would have been 14 to 10 at that point if they would have scored. And momentum would have been on their side. It, uh, yeah. And, like Zay Flowers back to back boneheaded plays, the taunting and the fumble. Yeah. And, and credit where credit's due, the Chiefs are just playing really good football, dude. Team football. Their, their defense their, is their defense is good. unbelievable right now. Like if you, yeah, for the past five years, if you sit in there like, what's the thing about the Kansas City Chiefs? It's you're like their offense, but this offense, year it's offense. their defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna give credit to Patrick Mahomes. He's not lighting up the stat sheet. I mean, 30 of 39 for 241 and a touchdown. But he's doing exactly what the Chiefs need him to do, which is be efficient. And not, and not turn the ball over. Turn the ball over. And that's exactly. what he's been doing all playoffs. And that's what mm. the Chiefs have been kind of doing. And it's been perfect for them. Like, they averaged 2.8 yards per carry on the ground. That's terrible. That's bad. They won what, the game. Yeah, look at Pacheco. 24 carries, 68 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that's nothing flashy. <laughs> And then Travis Kelsey, 11 catches, 116 Mm. yards, and a touchdown. And broke Jerry Rice's reception record in the playoffs, by the way, which is Uh, impressive. Yeah. That's not an easy thing to beat. If you beat beat Jerry Rice in anything, that's impressive. (laughs) Because Jerry Rice was pretty damn good. Uh, They're just good. And the reason the topic of discussion this week has been how bad the Ravens have been is because the Ravens weren't bad at all this season. They were really good. They dominated every good team they played. And then they played the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. Laid an egg. And they laid an egg. Bad. You had it all lined up, just like the Buffalo Bills did. You had it lined up to bring the Chiefs into your stadium, and you you lost. Because the Chiefs are just better than everybody. They're just better. Even though they looked like they were, like, done. Halfway through this season, you're like, oh, they're eight. What were they? Eight and five, eight and six. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, they're done. They, they, they're 11 and six to finish the year. Yeah. And people are sitting there like, what the hell happened? Because they went, what, 15 and two the year before. And they consistently only lose three, four games a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, they're a well coached, highly skilled team. 
especially on that defense. Dude, that defense is special. I don't think they're Broncos level of like 2015 or 85 Bears or 2000 Ravens level special. No, but they're good though. They're they're good. They know how to get pressure. And they're probably going to be the reason they win the Super Bowl. God, I hope not. No, no, I hope so. I, I don't want to watch baby hands try and grab that stupid Lombardi trophy and watch him drop it because his tiny little baby hands are too baby small. I don't want it. You know. <laughs> baby hands, Derek. Baby hands. Yeah, well, I prefer baby hands over dumbass Kansas City, man. Baby hands. <sighs> yeah, well. But we'll talk a little bit more about the Ravens and what their outlook is. But, uh, Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowls, fourth time in the last five five years. years. Disgusting. The only person to beat Mahomes in the playoffs is Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. Burrow. Speaks volumes how good those guys are, especially one of them in particular. Joe Burrow? No. no. Yeah, well, (laughs) he is good. So Chiefs are looking to go back-to-back. Uh, uh, the bigger disappointment in the game or in the week, the Detroit Lions going uh, to no! San, San Francisco and uh, lose after being up 24-7. At 34, 31, excuse me, to the San Francisco 49ers. 17 points they scored in the third effing quarter, Eric. To tie the game. They ran, God, I'm just, they ran it all over these guys. And I'm telling you, if the Niners don't clean up their rush defense, which they probably won't, the Chiefs may run all over them. Oh, dude, if they don't clean up their whole, their defense has been awful in the postseason. But the Lions absolutely shredded their defense on the run. Shredded them on the run. But here's the thing. Goff threw it 41 times. He did. You should have run it 41 times. Yep, they ran it 29 times for 182 yards, three touchdowns. We'll get into the coaching decisions here in a moment. But it was the play in the second half. The Lions offense was just a different team. They They weren't the same. All year. They have been what did they've been known as a good running team. You ran over them in the first half. Why didn't you do it in the second half? Hello? Hello? Average 6.3 yards per carry. Montgomery was averaging 6.2 yards a carry. Yeah. Need him the ball. Hello? And Jamar Gibbs averaging 3.8? Like, come on. And that run by Jamison Williams on the reverse. Oh, that Ooh, was why, I mean, like where did that play go? You put you pulled it out once. It was a 42-yard run for a touchdown. That, and then that, he never touched the ball again. No, that, that guy is a playmaker. You need to feed him the ball more. You, you saw how the explosiveness he has. You need to give him the ball more. He is good. I think the Lions should have used him more than Josh Reynolds. And yes. no offense to Josh Reynolds, yes. but he sucks. Yeah, he he's not him. a good receiver. And he can't. He, like, he's an okay receiver. He would be 
a fourth or fifth option on some other teams. Mm-hmm. But as it stands, he's the Lions' third option, and I think that killed them because he had those two big drops on fourth and third down. Well, especially the fourth down one was massive. Oh, it I was thought right the third this... down. The, no, the third that and one... ten one was bigger. That one he's too. Wide open. Wide, wide and he's open, got fifteen yeah. plus yards, and he just drops lets it. the moment get to him and drops the damn ball. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk. Let's talk about the coaching decisions real quick. There, the going forward on fourth down. In the moment, I'm sitting there and I'm I'm thinking about this. I'm like, it's the playoffs. You need points. It doesn't do. matter if it's a touchdown or a field goal. You uh-huh. need points. You kick that field goal, you're it's 27, 20, 27. But the tie game. Instead, mm-hmm. you go for it, and it was an awful play call, and it was awful execution by the Lions. Well, I think well, no, that was that was when Josh Reynolds dropped it. I think the play was there. Reynolds just needs to catch it. But all year, that's what Detroit has done. They go big or go home, and they go for all it. year except okay. And then the except, one that really bothers me: fourth down. Oh, where Goff threw that duck. No, 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 no. The first fourth down that they went for. Yeah, that was that they Josh didn't Ren- go for, where they kicked a field goal to go up twenty-four-seven. Oh yeah, twenty-four-seven. Yeah, it was fourth and two. You, That's and you when had, you decide you need points. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, like we said, you had Montgomery, who's a bruiser. And by the way, Eric, he had 13 touchdowns, and 10 of them came in the red zone for the season. Why don't I'm why sorry, don't you it was, beat him the ball. It was fourth and goal at the the Niners three. But why wouldn't you just give it to Montgomery right up the gut, all game? He was gashing him down the middle of the right up the middle, uh, all game. For, for me, that's the moment you say, if we get this, we've killed them. Oh, you It would have been 28-7 yeah, going at, into the half. halftime. Oh, they would have, the Niners would have been just depleted. But instead, you kick a field goal, and the Niners are sitting there being like, okay, now we know we can stop them. They have, and the they Lions have did nothing after that until the fourth quarter. Yeah. They scored the, seven points in the second So, half. like, going forward on the fourth downs there at the end of the game, fine. I don't care. Those ones are fine. The end of the first half, that's when you decide not to go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I feel like Dan Campbell got into his own head. I think he did. But at the same time, he's sitting there, like I said, just take the points. But And, like, I don't, like, kicking the field goal fine, but that's the one they should have gone for. Well, yeah, because it was fourth and, four, you said fourth and goal at the three. I mean, you get it. You get it, great. If not, the, the Niners are pinned down, pinned back deep. You never know what the heck could happen. And, and then the other big play was the Jameer Gibbs fumble. Oh, after the play. Niners get the touchdown to be within one, the next play, you Gibbs. fumble it and then yep. you give the Niners the momentum. Yep. But the, listen to the second half drives for the Lions. Eight plays, turnover on downs. One play fumble. Hmm. Three plays, one-yard punt. Yep. Six plays, 45 yards, turnover on downs. 11 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Too too little, too late. And also, too, Meanwhile, that, that... the Niners play, Niners drive, sorry, Derek. Mm. Nine plays, 50 yards, field goal. Mm. Five plays, 72 yards, touchdown. Four plays, 24 yards, touchdown. 11 plays, 65 yards, field goal. Seven plays, 70 yards, touchdown. Mm. 
That IU bounce though too was just a, that was just a lucky bounce they got that catch. Oh, and, and that's the thing. I I thought the Niners played like garbage in this football game until the they, second half. They and did. Then they they looked like the, they get a lucky bounce, but then they take that momentum from it and just ran away. With it. Ran, ran away with it. Yeah. After that bounce, after that bounce and that catch from IU, the game turned right there. Yeah. The, the, the the game, the, after I that saw that play, play and I was sitting turned. there and I thought the Niners are winning this football. Yeah, Unless the Lions that, can do something, but they never did. No, and that's that's what I, that's kind of what my my dad said after that. He's like, Derek, I hate to say it, but I, he's like, after that that weird bounce that IU caught, he's like, that turned the whole game. And I was like, it did. It really and did. I'll give credit to Brock Purdy. At the end of the game, he made plays, especially with his legs. The Lions had no oh, idea. Oh, God. The, those that. scrambles he had? Yes. But he didn't play that well. Baby hands. Like he was, he was, Brock Purdy was just like Mahomes, did exactly what the Niners. That's it. Yep. He played like, he, he's like a Jimmy G, except he and, doesn't turn the ball over as much as Jimmy G. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> oh. It's not that Brock Purdy's bad. He's just he, he's 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 a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I don't think good is good enough in the NFL. Twenty of thirty-one, two sixty-seven, one touchdown, one interception. He was sacked twice. He had a good game. Yeah, it's nothing flashy. But so the Niners go to their second Super Bowl in the past five years, probably to lose again, which will be funny. No! <laughs> no, 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 Eric. Um, but we will talk about the Super Bowl next week. But for now, Derek. Yes. Let's talk about two teams that lost. Where do you want to start? Ravens or Lions? Purple or blue? Let's start with the, the old Raisins. The Ravens. So getting the number one seed, even in that tough division with the Steelers. Yeah, everyone had a winning record this year in that division. (laughs) Crazy. And the Bengals. You asked the question before we recorded, Derek, was this the last chance for the the Niners, the, the Ravens to claim the number one seed? My answer is no. I mean, maybe. I mean, because you, you just never know injuries, free agency, trades, I mean, draft, or what the heck could happen. You just don't know. When you get an yeah, opportunity that, like that, you got to take advantage of it. Yeah, but that's just such a crap answer, dude. The, the answer is no, it's not their last shot. They yeah, have they, the they coach, are good. They yeah. have the talent. They've got they Lamar Jackson. Now Zay Flowers has a full year under his belt. I think he'll be better next year. Yeah, you hope so. They, they need to upgrade the wide receiver position still because Beckham's a free agent and he disappeared for a good three quarters of the season and showed up once or twice. And do they go out and sign like Derrick Henry to like a one-year deal? I, I mean, they're good. That's, they're, that's a decision they're going to have to make because Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins are both free agents. Now, do you bring J.K. Dobbins on a one-year deal with Derrick inj- Henry? And with have it. kind of the thunder and lightning, and it takes carries away from Dobbins, who's maybe keeps them more healthy. Dobbins. Yeah, maybe keeps them more healthy. Yeah, but I, I don't think you can bring Gus Edwards back. He's making four and a half million dollars. No, oh what? hell no, hell no, no, not at that price. 
and their biggest free agent in my eyes is Patrick Queen, inside Big linebacker time. with Roquan Smith. Are Those you going to are... pay two inside linebackers $18 million a year? <laughs> Not a chance. No way. Not a chance. Future Ram, as you said. Future Ram Patrick Queen. <laughs> Could be. We'll see. <laughs> Come March. And One like Jadavion Clowney, he was okay for them, so they need to find another pass rusher. But yeah, and they've got what's their what's their cap space going to be? They don't have a lot to work with. They have about five and a half. Hey, well, yeah, they paid Lamar, so they don't have much money. So they're going to have to draft. Which honestly, I trust the Ravens to draft really well. Uh yeah. Look how they've drafted in years prior. I'd have to say they're pretty good. Their first like, round pick the, this last year in Kyle Hamilton. Safe to say that was a good pick. No, that was two years ago. Zay Flowers was their first round. Oh, pick that's right. Year. But but Kyle Hamilton, that, yeah, that guy's. But you can go get safety. yourself another receiver like uh, Brian Thomas Jr. out of uh, LSU. He's probably going to be there at the end of the first round. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think the Ravens are set up to be division winning. As long as Lamar Jackson stays healthy, because Brett Hundley's a free agent too. Um, oh, Ty- Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Ty- the same person. Same person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like, oh, Dalvin Cook's also a free agent. But how does uh? But you know, do the bank do the Bengals come back better next year with Joe Burrow? That's healthy? the thing. That's do I the think thing. the Ravens could win the division next year? Yes. Yeah. Is it going to be a lot harder? Absolutely. With Joe, but here's Burrow? the thing: the Browns, I feel like, took mm. a step forward this year. I don't know that they take that step. They, I don't think they get better. I think they're going to be worse this next year. With all the creeper back at quarterback, and you well, can't I mean, cut him. You can't you, cut no him. No way in hell his, you his, cut him. His cap hit, you said, was two hundred million. Two hundred sixty, because because his his contract's fully guaranteed. <laughs> And they owe him sixty million dollars next year because oh. they pushed them, they deferred a lot of his salary to this year, this upcoming Ouch. year. Ouch! So I I think you're going to see the the Bengals come back with a healthy Joe Burrow, and the Browns take a step back, and the Steelers will always be nine and eight, ten and seven. <laughs> yeah, because that's what they always do, and they'll probably lose a big game at home again. So the Cardinals are. Crappy. Cardinals and Patriots. Cardinals and crappy Patriots. Back to back home. I mean, home game. Hello. I, I told you what at you the doing? beginning of the year. I saw the Cardinals going to Pittsburgh, and, and I said ha- they're going to lose that game. And it they happens. always lose one game a year, at least one, where you're sitting there and you're like, "Well, well they should steamroll that come, game," and they don't. Come May, come May, Eric, when schedules get released. And we'll I'm talk tell about you which it. Game they're gonna lose. We'll talk about it. We'll look at the Steelers. You'll point it. You'll be like, there it is. There, that's that the game. one. That's the one they're gonna lose. <laughs> so I think the Ravens are they're fine. Yeah. But they gotta worry about the Bengals coming back and being better. They do. So, Derek. My Lions. Disappointing Lions. Well, I think it's pretty obvious what they need what they need to do in the offseason. Secondary draft. Uh yeah, hello. Your biggest, biggest need uh, this season was secondary help. You need to get some corners and some safeties mm-hmm. there. 
Desperately. Now, they've got $61 million to play with. That's a lot. Jared and Goff is coming up on an extension as lo- uh, along with Penny Sewell as well. And Amon St. Brown. So there's three players you may have to resign. Yeah, because let's see. I'm going to go to – so this year free agents, really, like Romeo Aquara, he was making – he was making twelve point three million dollars a year. Get rid of wow. him. Yeah, um, he, he wasn't healthy this year at all either. No. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, Emmanuel Mosley, but he never played for him. He was hurt, right, most of the year. He, he got well. Yeah, he tore his. Uh, was it his? Oh, he tore his other ACL this year because mm-hmm. he tore his other ACL last year. Yeah. Josh Reynolds, we talked about. Cut him. He's garbage. <laughs> um, they really don't have like. Jonah Jackson might have to pay him. He's he was only making two million dollars. Ouch. Former Ram dude, the Lions screw the Lions. They're basically the Rams of the Midwest. They had the former Rams long snapper, former Rams quarterback, former Rams receiver, and Josh Reynolds. Like, go away. Well, the Rams also have former Broncos and former Lions as well. Hello. Yeah, but they're better. Um Halapaluti Vitae. Guard. Yeah, I think he's gone. He he hasn't played and he hasn't lived up to that contract. He ain't going anywhere. And he's 30 years old. Yeah, he's gone. Bram Glasnow, probably gone too. Mm-hmm. So but they've got so much room to work with, but let's go to 2025, Derek. Do what they should do. Secondary help and maybe get another pass rusher opposite side of Aiden Hutchinson. Pass rusher, however I say it. But but yeah, I mean, help help him out. Get another good pass rusher opposite side of Hutchinson, and there you go. You got a good, you know, two 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 rushers right there. Yeah, and to your point, Derek, you said upcoming free agents next year, not this year, but next year. Jared Goff, Taylor Decker, Tracy Walker, Panay Sewell, Levi Anzarike, Aleem McNeil, Amon Ross St. Brown. Also, St. Brown is next year. So, like I said, so Goff, Sewell, and Amon are coming up on their one last year. Well, St. Brown, let's let's face the facts. Penny, Sewell, and St. Brown are getting extensions from the Lions. They are. Those are Taylor, I think, Taylor Decker should too. Taylor De- I think those three are probably locks, especially St. Brown and Sewell. Sewell is a phenomenal tackle, and St. Brown, I mean, is just a damn good receiver. But Jared, Jared, Goff. Jared Goff's interesting because yeah, he is. I think Goff Eric, is a good quarterback. And but his, the cap Lions, hit, his cap hit is nothing. It's well, cheap I mean, compared to quarterbacks. It's $31 million. That's not but, cheap. But but compared to other quarterbacks in the NFL that got like 50 or $60 million, But compared, here's to, the thing. compared to the one here in Denver? Hello. <laughs> his dead. So let's say the Lions draft somebody. At quarterback. Goff's dead cap is five. Now, I don't think this is going to happen. I think they extend him. They will. But did Jared Goff elevate the team? I mean, my answer is no. I think Goff is just like Brock Purdy. He benefits from a good team around him. Now, he was their offense was better. I think their offensive line is damn. Their damn offensive good. line is much better. It's so freaking good. And the talent at running back and receiver, receiver that they have and tight, tight end. end. Hello. Yeah. Insane. Yes. 
but I think Goff is a bit better of a, the thrower of the football than Purdy is. Yeah. But I think Goff benefits from the talent around him. I could see And that. there's a reason the Rams moved on from him. Because they felt like Stafford elevated that team more than Goff which, did. Which he did which his is first true. year. Which he which did his tr- first Even this year. Oh, oh well, yeah. <laughs> look, look at the year Puka had as a rookie. Hello. So, I think they re-signed Goff, but is he going to ask for $50 million? No way I'm giving him $50 million. And how long do you give him an extension for? Five years? Four? Three? I mean, do you probably, give him a short? Probably four or five. Do you give him a long one and then, Because he's, know, what, 28? He's like, he's not that old. So, And then do you... Do you maybe draft a kid, or are you going to just go with that the... Hendel Hooker guy you drafted out of Tennessee. Hendon, gonna, Hendon Hend- not Hendel. Or Hendon Hooker. You're going to let him sit behind Goff and like learn this offense? Like, what are I you don't think do? Hendon Hooker's an NFL quarterback. He's already 26. Yeah. So are you going to, you know, maybe not this year, but in the coming years, you're going to draft someone to maybe sit behind Goff and let him learn? I mean, that's something they have to think about, I'm sure, in the couple, you know, couple of years. JJ McCarthy. Well, if he slips, how about that, huh? They get the other hometown kid. Yeah, he, he 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 can't start right away. So if he no. did go to a team like Detroit and sat behind Goff for a couple, that would benefit him, I think, a lot. Yeah, I really think it would. I, I saw a report that said, "Don't be surprised if J if slash when JJ McCarthy's the first overall pick." I'm like. If the Bears pick McCarthy first, I will laugh my ass to the bank and, because and, it would be the worst decision in history. But we're not talking about the Bears. We're talking about the Lions. I think they stand pat with Goff. And if they keep building that team, they could still be a Super Bowl contender. I, I truly do believe so. That I mean, Montgomery's coming back. They signed him for three years. Gibbs, you just drafted. Laporta's coming back. Maybe... Maybe get another receiver. You think maybe a third receiver? Because oh, Jameson, yeah. I think it's safe to say Jameson Williams and Amon St. Brown are your two wideouts. Your yeah, two starting wideouts. Jameson Williams isn't really a route runner. He's more of a go-get-the-ball kind of receiver. Amon Ra's a route runner. You need another route runner. But Jameson Williams is your deep, your home run hit. And, man, when that, guy, when that guy gets the ball, Eric, you saw, he's he's good. Yes, he is. So yes, my- so- secondary pass rusher those are uh, another pass rusher i think that's what they need to go after in the draft just defense build that defense yes because your offense is good and not to mention ben johnson's coming back i think that's a big big bonus for him as well oh yeah it's going to keep that offense together and i think ben johnson looked at it and said i want to win with this team and Mm -hmm. honestly as a lions fan that's what you want yes so when i heard that news that he rejected him i was like yeah come back yeah so do it into the coaching carousel, what we were talking about is that the Ben Johnson, Lions OC, who was supposed to be the top candidate for Washington and Seattle, he basically told him, I hate both of you. Go away. I'm staying with the Lions. <laughs> His words, not mine. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I know. I mean, maybe he did say that. <laughs> um, but the commanders make the most boring high kick coach hire and hire Dan Quinn, Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. 
And the Seahawks hire the Ravens defensive coordinator, coordinator Michael McDonald. And right off the bat, I'm getting real sick of all the McDonald's and McDaniels and McDonald's and Michaels and the mix and the max and the mokes. Get them out. Stop hiring mix and max. So McDonald from Seattle, 36 years old, Eric. He's he's a young buck. He's now the youngest head coach in the NFL. Sean McVay was like, oh, thank God. He's not the youngest anymore. He wasn't the youngest last year, was he? He's still young, though. Well, he is, but he's like 36. Anywho. Coach McVay was hired when he was 30 years old, by the way. Yeah, he was a baby. He was a little baby. Well, yeah, how's that worked out for your Rams, huh? <laughs> You're going to have to add a beep here, Derek. Pretty f***ing good. <laughs> Safe to say, yep, it has been like that. But no, is it – are they – is the Seahawks doing a culture change or a complete like reboot now going with a younger guy, you think, or what are they doing? You think with this hire? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I look at this hire and part of me is like, go get the young guy. You know, you, you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe he could have a McVay type turnaround. Maybe not. But he's got, I heard he's a... the guy I listened to Tom Grassi, YouTube Packer fan, very good channel. Check him out. Yep. He liked this hire most out of everyone because he and he thinks that he's going to bring the smash mouth defense of the AFC North to the NFC. Mm. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, the Seahawks don't have the personnel on defense for that. Not right now. They don't No. Jamal Adams. Please. Oh my God. He's so bad at his job and he gets paid so much to suck. I know. I, I, you know, honestly, uh, let me pull up the Seahawks real fast. I wouldn't be surprised ah. if they cut him. I really wouldn't. And his... he gets paid to be hurt, dude. He's never on the field. He, like he he tore many... his Achilles last year, but yeah, he's been with them for what three years now. Yeah, and they traded two firsts for him. Two first round picks of the. If you're the Jets, they're like, uh, yeah, we'll take that. The dumbest trade ever. Oh man, you can't cut him. Oh no. His cap so it right big. now, the Seahawks have their minus 799,000 in the dead cap. So oh, that's that, not terrible. That's not bad, yeah. But his dead cap is 20 million. Ouch. So you can't. You're stuck and with Gino him for Smith's another year. His dead cap is 17 and a half. Bummer. <laughs> they're stuck with Geno and they're stuck with Jamal Adams, huh? There's a couple that they could move on from here. Draymond Jones, 13 million dead cap. Quandre Diggs, free safety. He's a dead, he's a cap casualty. I mean, but yeah, paying both of your safeties that much money, that's too much. Julian Love, he made a couple of interceptions, but $8 million to make two picks, and that's it. Cut him. <laughs> Cut him. Oh my God. Chenanuoso, I think he's still on his rookie deal. His dead cap is 26. 26 million? Yeah. But he's Ooh. a rookie. I think I think he's on a rookie deal still, so that's why. I, yeah. But they're up like they're paying Geno Smith to be a mediocre quarterback. And that's what he was this last season. Mediocre. And there's free agents coming up. Bobby Wagner, he wasn't very good this year. 
No, he's starting to show his age. Devin Bush wasn't very good this year. Leonard Williams was awful for him. Mm-hmm. And he's probably going to make 20 plus million. You can't afford to bring yeah, him. Yeah, he, he's going to go somewhere and someone will pay him a bunch. Oh, my God. All three of their starting linebackers are free agents. Ugh, Jordan Brooks is a free agent. Noah Fant's a free agent. So Drew Locke's a free agent. Yeah. <laughs> I think now, maybe, now that I'm looking at their free agents. Maybe bring Noah Fant back to the Broncos. Oh, yeah. So he was very good with the Broncos and the Seahawks, too, right? <laughs> you asked the question. I think the Seahawks are restarting. Yeah. Maybe they're doing a whole reboot. And I've heard this rumor, and I, I like sitting there thinking about it, it makes a lot of sense that they would do it. I wouldn't be surprised if they get Michael Penix Jr. quarterback. Well, Bye-bye, Gino. Well, th- that's what's going to happen. They're going to bring in the young QB. Geno Smith has a couple of games where he freaking sucks because he's Geno Smith. And, and then you're going to hear panics. the chant, we want panics. And then the coach goes, penis? No panics. Oh, my God, that's great. And then they're going to bring in Penix Jr. And he's going to have a good game here or there. And then he's going to be garbage. Because I don't think Penix is a very good pro pro prospect. Seahawks win four or five games. And Eric's over there like the gift. Excellent. (laughs) I I really don't think the Seahawks are going to be competitive next year. Cardinals and Seahawks both suck. Yeah, and the Rams win 15 games. Let's go. But their two losses are the Niners. Honestly, for the number one seed and 15 wins, I'll take it. They go 15 and two. Uh, it's fine. But then the Niners win the division because they have a better division record. Man, if that's the case, then the Niners are good. Don't be surprised if they wake up and their stadium's on fire. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I think they are looking for maybe a, going to a whole reboot, going with a young coach. Maybe he's but, uh, like this coach bringing the Ravens defense to the Seahawks. It's just not going to work. That's a joke. And they just hired Leslie Frazier as their oh, assist, assist, assistant head coach slash defensive coordinator. He they just brought on. But, but, Derek, what has been the problem with the Seahawks? Inconsistent offense. Yes, and their, their defense, defense has, hasn't been great, but it hasn't been bad. But their offense this year though was was so bad. It was so below average. Mm-hmm. Especially with those three wideouts they have, and Geno Smith, he just couldn't get him the ball. I mean, you have he's good... over because he's he had one. We talked about this. He had one season that was just way out of left field, and, and then, then and he that, came back that... down to earth this year. Yeah, because teams probably got film on him, and they're like, "Oh, hey, look, let's stop him this way." Because he did this last year. You know how many games the Seahawks won in the division? Two, and it was to the Cardinals both times. You know who swept them? The Rams and the Niners. Yay! <laughs> so they so, beat. That's it. They went two and that's four. It. They went two and four, and they beat the Cardinals both times. The Cardinals, the only team in that division to not win a division game. Wow! They got swept by everyone. They got swept by the better teams. And the, the Rams went one and one against the Niners. The Wentz wagon, baby. Oh. Yeah, it almost happened. There you go, Lions Seattle. Bring in Carson Wentz. That'll be perfect for you. Carson Wentz. Geno Smith, quarterback battle. Oh, my God. What a 
horrible season that would be for Seahawks fans. And throw and throw in Drew Locke. Why not? Throw him no, in. Oh yeah, yeah, really add to that wagon. Or better but, yet, bring back Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want him? Seventh round pick right now. Like, okay. Um, all right, I'm done <laughs> talking about the Seahawks. I don't know what to expect. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go like six and eleven, seven and ten. Oh, I'm sure that'd bring joy to your face. Yeah, screw them. Yeah, um, screw them. <laughs> Washington, Derek. Yes, the boring hire. Hiring Dan Quinn, snatching them away from their division rival, the uh, the Cowboys. Does this oh hurt Dallas? Does this hurt Dallas, you think? Does this hurt their defense? A little bit. I mean, Dallas they- is still a talented defense, and they're probably going to hire um, – who is their corner? Al Harris? Was oh, he their if- DB coach? Yeah, what if they bring on Mike Vrabel? I don't think Vrabel wants a DC job. He wants. I think he coach. wants to be a head coach. We'll talk about that. Spoiler alert, Derek. Ruin in the next segment. Hey, but no, Dan Quinn going to the Commanders. I mean, it's just it's it's just meh. It's just it's underwhelmed. I was very whelmed. Like I was like, fine, like go that, ahead. Like, that's that's okay. Yeah, he needs to turn that defense around because that defense is bad. Well, and I'm stunned Dan Quinn didn't go to Seattle. I'm I'm stunned they didn't because that was rumored that's where he was going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Commanders have buckle your seatbelt there. Eighty three and a half million dollars in salary cap space coming up. Wow, they aren't paying offense. <laughs> they don't. Well, the, they don't pay anyone on their offense except for Terry McLaurin, and he yeah doesn't have a quarterback. You know who else they pay quite a bit of money to? Logan mm. Thomas. I know a tight end. He's making eight point two. His dead cap. He's going to be cut. His dead cap is one point seven. He's oh, getting yeah. cut. He's gone. Um, but the Commanders—they have the number. I'm mistaken. Yeah, they're high up in the draft. They're, so they're definitely top. They're, they're bringing in. They're bringing in a quarterback. That's what Probably. they're doing. Probably unless unless they sit there and say they think they can win with Sam Howell. Now Sam Howell was fine. I I liked what what I saw. Turnovers though. The turnovers were bad. Oh my god! But they god. have no offensive line. He got sacked the most this season, which is surprising because. Um, but and then it also really sucks that when you saw Jacoby Brissett come in, how much different that offense looked until he started or he was supposed to start. <laughs> that gets hurt. <laughs> But are you going to bring Jacoby Brissett back for $8 million a year? No way. No. Um, And they're free agents. Kendall Fuller, he wasn't very good. Jacoby no. Brissett. Curtis Samuel, maybe you want to bring a 27, 28-year receiver, old receiver back? Probably not. Nope. F.A. Obata's a good story, but he's a Ron Rivera guy. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera brought him over from the Panthers. Um, yeah. Yeah, all of Rivera's guys he brought over are probably all gone. <laughs> Since Antonio he's Gibson's a free agent, but that's fine because I think Brian Robinson Jr. is better. Oh, yeah, he's a lot better. I mean, they really don't have a whole lot of free agents that are like stand off the page to me. And that, They definitely need some, maybe some def- defensive help now since you traded Young and uh, Montez Sweat <laughs> Yeah, but hey, they the got the turn you got for both of those guys. Hello. Those draft picks are you can now use for, you know, to get some playmakers on offense and defense now. Yeah. So I think there's they're they're, they're the commanders are rebuilding. 
Am I wrong oh, to say that? No, they, they, it's they're safe just to starting say. over. Basically. I mean, new owner, new owner coming in, new head coach. Yes, they're they're rebuilding. And, and like looking at their salaries, Terry McLaurin's making twenty four this next year with his dead cap at twenty nine. Wow. I wouldn't be stunned if he's traded. I mean, who wants to take on that much money though for a receiver? For Terry McLaurin. I mean, he's good, but. All day in a week, baby. Bring him on. Let's go. That's Future that's Ram, Terry McLaurin. Good God. They don't need him. Terry McLaurin, Cooper Cup, and Puka Nakua. Let's go. Yeah, highest oh, paid dude. receiver room in the league. Between just, between just two, two guys. That's all I need, baby. It's Terry McLaurin, Cooper Cup, and Nakua. Who needs a fourth receiver? Wow. Now, that's something to talk about come the uh, summer where he could possibly be traded. Or after, like, the draft? Or oh, even, it'll be after, or he, like, or, or when, when does the, the draft. New, well, the free agency hits in, like... 17th, March 17th. And there's usually a few trades, like, the week of Super Bowl or, like, the week after, you know? Like Excuse trade, me. The, March 18th, it'll be a Monday, yeah. How dare you get it, like, one day? How well, dare you? Well, St. Patty's Day, that's... Is on a Sunday, so yeah. Um, so that's the new league year. So I don't. I, it's just a chance for Dan Quinn to try again as a head coach, start over. So we'll yeah, see maybe, what they're, maybe they're going to probably have Drake May or Jaden Daniels. Maybe not blow a twenty-eight to three lead yeah. again. But <laughs> they've got to build that offensive line. I wouldn't be surprised. Big time. If their their free agency is all offensive line. I, I, I mean, not all, but most offensive line. Especially if you're drafting a quarterback, yeah, you got to protect them. You better protect him. Absolutely. Uh, Derek, since mm-hmm. you spoiled it already, the coaching carousel continues on. <laughs> Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick are jobless. They're at the they unemployment line begging for jobs. Oh, I'm sure they're not hurting, Eric. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you Bill know, Belichick's on his boat in the Caribbean. Well, I mean, Belichick's made a bunch, and you know Vrabel still owed a couple years on his deal, so he's fine without coaching. You kidding me? Yeah, he's on his private yacht in the Caribbean right now. Why do you think Vrabel doesn't have a job? Because I think him and Belichick are the same coaching styles, except Vrabel's just a lot younger than him. That's my opinion. I think he's the same exact coach. Same philosophy, same everything. Because the Titans... And the Patriots, when Vrabel and Belichick were coaches, what were what was the strong suit of their team? Defense. Defense. But then they had crappy offenses, and they both had crappy quarterbacks. What a concept! I mean, we we talked about it before when the when when he was fired, the Titans when they were the number one oh, seed God. in the AFC in 2021-2022. You no and fair. I were like, I don't that they don't scare me. No, and they weren't. We picked the Bengals to go in and beat them, and they did. Because they had Joe Burrow, and they had Ryan Tannehill. There you go. And and Tannehill made mistakes in that game, and we never said they're the number one Super Bowl contender in our eyes. Never did. No, because they weren't. And they've they've never even come close to that since. Mm -hmm. And I think that scared teams away, being like when Vrabel was at his peak, no one feared them. And even still, like, and then once they were at their peak, they were bad. Just bad. 
We'll see. And the, I think the collapse last year. Oh, geez. Where they lost what set their last seven, eight of nine or seven of eight or something like that. Seven. And lost lost the division to the Jaguars. I think it turned a lot of people off of them. So big time. Take a year off, beat the Rams, DC. And uh just kidding. I don't want him to everyone's, everyone's going to the Rams, Eric. Why not? <laughs> yeah, oh god. End of Mahomes' career. I want to go to the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Chiefs, second round pick, Mahomes, right now. Let's go. <laughs> if the Chiefs traded him, they'd be the <laughs> dumbest franchise in hit yes, ever. Yes, they would. Um, I mean, my God. Uh, and then Bill Belichick. The reason he's held jobless is because he wants total control, and he's not going to be there for long term. No, that that's it. That like he. He wants his 15 out. wins. He wants his 15 wins. And like he should, he, she deserves to get them for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like, if I'm a front office, like if I'm a GM for the Falcons, like they did and Bill Belichick's in the interview room and says, I want total control. I want roster control. And I'm the GM. I'm like, no, 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 no way. So let's go hire Raheem Morris, who I think is the most underrated hire. He's a good coach. Could be. And, for a young team, like the young skilled team, I think Raheem Morris is perfect for him. Get a quarterback um, there in Atlanta, then I think they're in good shape. Fun fact, I've heard two different rumors this week. Uh, Russell Wilson and Justin Fields. But Russell yeah. Wilson's the leading candidate. I mean, Drake May or Drake London, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson. I mean, and their defense, their defense was good this year. And their offensive line was really good too. It's just their quarterbacks were garbageio. Red Ritter and, and Heineke, yeah, it's just trash. Um, anywho, I I just don't think people want to give Belichick total control to come in, rebuild their team for three years, and then retire. Unless uh, you're Jerry Jones this next year, Mike McCarthy starts well, out bad, or and I was that's what I was talking to my roommate Sam. Go Eagles twelve and five, five. yeah. Eagles suck. Uh, <laughs> I, t- I just heard him down there. Oi, oi. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think if the Eagles had moved on from Sirianni, that's Belichick. where Belichick would have gone because he would have had full. Oh, control. Same with the Cowboys too. Like uh, those are probably the spots. So Belichick's probably biding his time, and if I, the, and if either team moves on, especially the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy goes twelve and five next year, done in the first round. I guarantee you, he's fired. Belichick gets hired. I could see it happening. Or Nick Nick Sirianni's got some work to do too with the Eagles. So the way they well, collapse, also, my God, the Eagles brought in. Uh, Kellen Moore. Oh, Kellen Moore. And then did an Vic, awful and, job with the Chargers. And, and then Vic Fangio as their DC. So that's the one up. I like. I Bro. like Vic Fangio of coaching that defense. The defense is going to be better next year. And they, yeah, they're loading up with coordinators to try and get back. But yeah, Eagles Kellen Moore. Suck. With Kellen Moore. With Kellen Moore, though. But Kellen Moore signing, I was like, I was just so is... underwhelmed by Kellen Moore this year with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, the injuries didn't help them. No, they didn't. But they they didn't change the offense like I thought they were going to for Herbert, where they're going to let him spread the ball. They were like, "Nope, check it down, Herbert." And I'm like, "Stop!" But now with the Eagles, we'll see what they do. God, dude, that Jim Harbaugh Justin Herbert marriage is going to be insane. 
Like yeah. it's not, it might not pay off this year, but I think the next two, three, four years, the Chargers are going to be contending for the division. It's disgusting, Eric. Yeah, Derek, how does it feel to be a Broncos fan? <laughs> yeah. Eight, nine, seven, ten. Here we come. <laughs> hey, I want to talk about the Broncos real fast. I didn't put this in the rundown. Yes. But Sean Payton came out and was basically like, I don't care what it takes. We're going to trade the farm. We, we can trade the farm for a quarterback. First of all, what farm? Because the Broncos have nothing. Oh, yeah. But by the way, I found out they traded a second rounder for Sean Payton as well. So that's why they don't have a second round pick this year in the draft. They traded a one and a two their to first New Orleans. Year, their first last year, right? Yes, to get Peyton. I didn't know they traded a second. I thought they only traded a first. Well, I found out they traded a second as well. What are you Derek, doing? The Broncos are screwed, man. I know they are. Like Sean Payton, like he did an okay job coaching, but like with the talent that they have, it was just fine. Eric, I read an article that they may go with Jared Stidham and Gardner Minshew next year. Welcome to mediocrity again. Yeah, meanwhile, the Raiders could get a quarterback, draft one, and then Mahomes and Herbert. We we talked about this when the Broncos got eliminated. Oh, no, when the Chargers hired Harbaugh. Right now, on paper, just right now, in my eyes, it's from one to one to four, it's Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Yay. <laughs> it's going to be a fun And the Broncos season. have been fourth. For the past seven years, and it doesn't look any brighter. Oh, especially these next two years with the dead cap hit they're going to take from getting rid of Wilson. Yeah, they're going to be hurting these next two seasons. Can't wait. <laughs> seven and ten, back to back years, maybe even worse. We'll see. So what you say is go Lions. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, always go Lions, but definitely these next couple of years, yeah. I'll be rooting for them the most. <laughs> All right, Derek, another thing I wanted to talk about. We, we've we talked about it with Brock Purdy and what Mahomes is doing. The term slash phrase, game manager mm-hmm. as a quarterback. Yes. Is it a bad word as some quarterbacks, like Alex Smith takes it? Because Alex Smith is the best game manager of. I don't think it's a bad maybe word. Maybe not of all time. but No, because that's what Alex Smith was for the Chiefs. They had Jamal Charles. They had Larry Johnson. I mean, they had a good offense and they, I mean, subpar defense, but yeah, Alex Smith rarely turned the ball. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, everywhere he goes, what is he? A game manager because he never turns the ball over. There's just some guys that they they have, that's what they are. It's not, it's not that they just don't turn the ball over. It's they do what is needed of them. Tom Brady was a game manager. Yes, for Tampa Bay. No, for both. For, well, yeah, for New England, yeah, too. Ta- no, because when did you, like, how many times you were like, oh, Brady chucks it deep? That wasn't that often. No. But they, what they do is that, like, that's what a quarterback's job is to do is manage the game. But I think you have to look at it as we're going to switch to baseball here. There are pitchers and throwers. Yes. Greg Maddox was a pitcher. You'd be lucky if he hit 92 miles per hour of this fastball. Seriously. But he's regarded as one of the best pitchers of all time. Because he was. he managed the game and he pitched. Now then you have those throwers that come in that gas it up to 95 to 100 miles an hour as starters, but their records are always garbage. 
because mm-hmm. when their fastball doesn't work, their off-speed stuff sucks. Yes, it does. <laughs> but you can be a Hall of Fame thrower. Brett Favre. Dan Marino. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Because now those throwers, they're not, they've won once or not at all. Jim John Kelly. Elway. John Elway was a thrower. Big time. But then when later in his career, when the team got better, he became a pitcher. He, he became, became a game manager. Yeah. John Elway wasn't lighting up the stats every night. No, it was Terrell Davis. It was Terrell Davis the, lighting exactly, him up. Exactly, yeah. because Terrell Davis and that defense and the talent. Mm-hmm. A thrower can drag a crap team to the Super Bowl. Pey- Peyton Manning, the they year they won the it. Super Bowl in 2015. What did he do that postseason? He managed the game. The defense played out of their freaking mind. That's all. It, that's all it was. That's how they won in the playoffs. And won the, the, the one play that I will always remember that Peyton Manning did. It wasn't a throw. It was he saw what the defense was doing, checked to an outside tackle or off the tackle run to C.J. Anderson, and he ran it in for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And that was the game. Yep. So I think, I think the word in like ESPN and like. CBS, all these sport Fox, all these sports outlets, they turn game manager and they make it sound bad. And it's just, it's not, it's not bad. No, that's what Purdy, that's what Purdy's doing. So he's done all season. He's doing this postseason, And that's what Mahomes is currently doing right now is managing the game. That's what he just did this last game. Cause if he would have turned it over against the Ravens, it probably could have cost the team, yeah. but he didn't help Matt Stafford. He's a thrower. Mm-hmm. He won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and bro, him, by the way, before Mahomes did all his fancy crap, no. Stafford did it first, people. And course, you didn't know. I Watching him when he was with the Lions for, what was it, 11, 12 years, Stafford was doing the sidearms, the no-look passes, and all that crap before Mahomes did it. But he just never got, you know, no one ever but noticed it because he Mahomes played for the Lions. Is, well, yeah, but Mahomes is more of an – Athletic, athletic, yeah. Quarterback. He he. Stafford can't scramble like Mahomes can. No. So, but he has a Super Bowl at least. Because he because he, he he did deserve that, and I'm glad he did get oh, it. Yes. All right, Derek. Let's transition out of the NFL and let's talk a little bit of college football, specifically the CU. Their schedule is out. Yes. Do you have it on hand? I didn't pull it up. I yes, sir. I do. The Buffs schedule came out. Uh, do you want me? You want to go game by game and win loss, or do you want me to just name all their opponents? Uh, let's go game by game, and we'll do. We'll kind of say like tougher, you know, whatever. So August thirty first, they host North Dakota State in Boulder. That might be a loss. Yeah. Right. What do you mean? Yeah, right. For CU, North Dakota State's the best team in the yeah. FCS. FCS, exactly. FCS, Eric. Oh my God, you're going to do this again with the Buffs, Derek. Okay, before we get into the schedule, do we know what to expect from CU? No, but they should be better. Hopefully, what is what has proven to us that they can be better? Okay, well, I'm going. They should win that game. Because it's North Dakota State. I don't think they. I don't think they'll be favorites in that game. We shall. I see. really don't. 
August. Yep, August thirty first. It's their first game Saturday. I, I, I'm. I would say. Look, how about we do whether they'll be favorites or not? I, I think they'll be favored in that game. I. I don't. I don't think these so. next. These next two games. I think they won't be favored, but I think against North Dakota State, yes, they will be favored. No, they won't. Then the following week, they're at Nebraska. That, that one, one they'll be favored. Maybe. No, they will be favored in that one. And then the following Saturday, they are at Colorado State. They play them in Fort Collins this time. I think they'll be favored in that one, too. I mean, the way that the way that game went last year. I mean, this last year, Eric. Who the hell knows what's going to happen this year? And oh, so now you're going to say it. But with North Dakota State, one of the the consistent winners in FCS comes in. Nope. Who's well, produced more? Who's produced more NFL quarterbacks? Well, yeah, North Dakota State. Yeah, because they're a better team. But they play in the FCS, though. That's the only I thing. Don't downfall. care. Stanford should be an FCS team. Oh, they waxed the Buffs. Yeah, they did. I don't want to hear it, dude. And then, all right, and then they host Baylor. I want to do something. All right, what about that one? They host Baylor. They'll be favorites. And then they're at UCF. They will not be favorites in that one. UCF has struggled the last couple of years, but they will. Baylor's been bad. And then this After this their bowl game. This is where the schedule starts picking up. Then they host Kansas State. They will be <laughs> heavy underdogs in that game. Kansas yep. State's one of the best yes. teams in the Big Twelve. Yes. And this next game, they will be heavy underdogs as well at Arizona. Yep. <laughs> and then they host Cincinnati. Family weekend in Cincinnati. Um, I think they'll be favorites because since um Franklin left for Penn State. Cincinnati wasn't very good. No. Franklin, is that the coach's name? Yes. Yes. And then they're at Texas Tech. I think they'll be underdogs. And then here's another one, underdogs. They host Utah. Yep. 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 They're not going to win that game. At Kansas. Oh, man. Because what kind of – what Kansas team are you going to get in that game? You don't know. Because Kansas has been better the last couple of years, but they still haven't been great. Yeah. I think they're going to be underdogs. And then their last game, they host Oklahoma State. They'll be heavy underdogs in that one. I I mean, the schedule, there's a couple I, games that, that, that look know. very well, I, rough. Like, the offensive I, line has to be better. Has to and, be, and they've made they've done steps some steps to being a better football team. They have, but they lost Xavier Weaver. He oh, he, he left. Going, he's going to the draft. Oh, receiver, he was their okay. leading receiver, wasn't he? Or Jimmy Horn oh. might have been. No, Weaver was sixty-eight Weaver catches, nine hundred eight yards, four touchdowns. Travis Hunter and Jimmy Horn were two and three. I man, I just I don't know what to expect from this team. Do I expect them to be better? Sure. But Shadur Sanders 52 times. You oh god. And he, he had a set. freaking fracture in his back. Back. Yeah, that's why he didn't play against Utah. But he had 27 touchdowns to only three picks, Eric. 
That was pretty good. Pretty damn good. And his completion percentage was almost 70. So, I mean, if you can protect him, he's good. Well, we yeah. got to we gotta protect him. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to. So, oh, my God. Here was, here was North Dakota State last year, Derek. Mm-hmm. Win 35-10. Win 44-7. Win 49-3. Lost 24-19. Win 38-10, lost 49-24 against North Dakota. They're good, too. Yes. Win 52-7, win 38-6, lost 33 to South Dakota, who's the best team in the FCS right now. Mm -hmm. Win 34-10, win 48-27. And then Drake, I don't know, I don't even know this college, won 66-3. Oh, my God. Beat Montana State in the second round of the playoffs, 35-34. Beat South Dakota, not South Dakota State, 45-17. to And then lost in double overtime in the semifinals to Montana, who's another good team. That was the championship game, I believe, yeah. Semifinals. Or semifinals, that's South right. South Dakota yeah. State won again. Hmm. The Jackrabbits. <laughs> the Jackrabbits. I... See, here's what I know what to expect from North Dakota State. A good, good football team. Well, yeah, they are I, good. I have no idea what to expect with CU. And, and there's there's only one game that I'm sitting here and I said they should win this game. <laughs> Nebraska. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you more than Nebraska, they should be. And, and they since, should be Baylor, they should be. It may be Cincinnati too. But see, Cincinnati's a maybe for me. That's it. I see three games. Yeah, ba- ooh, looking at ba- Baylor was not very good last year. <laughs> no, they were bad. They were bad. Oh, they were really bad. Since, ever since Matt Rule left them for uh, Carolina, Baylor, Baylor was two and seven. Or excuse me, Baylor and Cincinnati were each three and nine last year. Ouch. Yeah, they're bad. But Kansas nine and four, UCF six and seven, Texas Tech seven and six, Kansas State nine and four. I mean, yeah, Oklahoma State ten and four. Those are teams on their schedule. That's what their records were this lot. They play and, and some like, good teams. Well, and that's the problem. They're playing good teams, and I'm a team that I do not know what to expect in CU. Well, at least they're not in the Pac twelve. All anymore. all you have to add. Well, the Pac twelve was so good last year. I know. All that they really need to do win six. Win six, and you're in. Yeah. And Do I the, think CU will be better than last year? Boy, yes. I sure hope so. Yes, I, I do. I mean, they should be. And if they're not, if they 4-8 and eight again, fans are going to be pissed. And, and like, the three I, games that they started last year, where they were 3-0, and oh, they were Texas, fun. Nebraska, te- uh, yeah, Texas, was it TCU and then CSU? The CSU game was just Absolutely just awesome to watch. Well, I mean, what a game that was. And, of course, the stinker that we went to. Which is why I can't say that I think they'll win every – Like, I, uh, I, I see them being favorites and winning in three games. That's it. Yeah, CU started 4-2 and two last year. Eric finished 4-8, and eight, lost six straight to end the year. They were bad. Not good. 
All right, Derek, let's transition away from football entirely. Let's talk basketball and the Denver Nuggets. Whack-ass The one game I told you the Nuggets needed to win was OKC, and they lost it. Because their star did not play. Jokic did not play in that game. He sat out with back soreness but if Jokic doesn't play and that means it's an automatic loss what if he gets hurt no. yeah I, I, I mean yeah the leading scorer Aaron Gordon was 16 that's awful Jamal Murray was 16 Michael Porter Jr. was 15 I mean yeah look at all these I mean none of these guys no one reached 20 Eric they didn't have a center their backup centers did not play in this game it was all power forwards, forwards, and point guards that, that played in this game for the Nuggets. Not one center played. Mm-hmm. But then they bounced back, and they beat Portland 120-108. to 108. Well, Portland's not good. No. They Let's go back been. to last weekend, though, where they got two massive wins against the 76ers and the Bucks. Yeah. And, and we called it, Eric. Joel Embiid sat out again. Hasn't played in Colorado since 2019. Well, did you see, and did you see the, the Sixers got fined for it? Yeah, because they was they didn't put him on the injury report, and they just said he's not playing, and that's against the rules now. And you how about how about the fans chanting in the arena too? Where's Embiid where, at? Where's Embiid at? And then he stands up to egg on the crowd, and they absolutely just braid him with booze. <laughs> But here's and that actually, if you I don't know if you saw, but the uh, M- Embiid going into that game was the favorite to win MVP. He dropped to sixth. Yeah, well, especially now, do you see he he's hurt now? Yeah, he's hurt. But be, they beat the 76ers at one eleven to one hundred five, and then another game that they had big win for him. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks one thirteen to one hundred seven, which is a massive win for him. And but it doesn't matter because no. then they lost to a divisional opponent. A team that's, that's in front the of the game you needed to win, and you looked like garbage because one player didn't play. But if if you look at it though, they are only a half a game out of first out of the first place, so that's not too bad. At least they're not way what if far you down. Won, you'd You're be ahead. leading the division. You would be because you currently have OKC in Minnesota in front of you at thirty four and fifteen, and the Clippers, Eric. Who? The Clippers are ahead of them at 32 and 15. They're eight and two in their last 10. Clippers, once once they started clicking, all those old dudes. Yeah. Um, until one of them oh, gets what is hurt. His name? Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Paul George. Russell Westbrook. And then, what Russell Westbrook and James Harden? Yeah. Yeah. Once they God. all figured it out, they're really good. They're really good. They all got on the same ARP insurance. There you go. But the Kings are right behind you. The Suns, yes. the Suns are playing really good basketball right now, too. They're it's seven just, and three in their last ten. Even though they just lost last night, though. So what? They're playing better than the Nuggets are. But I mean, twenty and four at home, so they're, they're taking care, and they're fourteen and twelve on the road, which isn't bad. But you got to. Like you said, You're you got two do- games over 500 on the road. That's between terrible. the between the Avs and the Nuggets, they both got to win on the road. They have to. They're great here at home, phenomenal here at home. But when they're away, eh, they're sketchy. 
<sighs> it's just I I look at this Derek losing to the Thunder though did hurt really bad. It, it's just you that's that's the game you need Jokic and you need him and you need them to win. And, and that was I, only I his just, second game he missed all season sitting out that game. I I'm just I'm just scared at how bad they played without him. Mm-hmm. And it's like what then like I don't know if you've noticed but whenever they pull Jokic out to give him a rest in a game, they're always icing something. They're always wrapping something up. What if he gets hurt and then they can't have him for a playoff series? I think the Nuggets get bounced. Thing that hurts too that they might look back is depending on what the final records are of these two teams, OKC won the series 3-1 to in the regular season. That could come back and bite them. Yeah. That's not good. I, the, does home court I almost said ice does home court advantage <laughs> matter to the Nuggets yes yes look at last year when they got it hello they, they were dominated they didn't lose a yeah. game they lost one game here right one game that's it but you swept LA dominated Miami dominated Phoenix here yeah you were you were so freaking good here at home so yeah they have to get they have to get home court advantage they have to mm-hmm but how, how weird is this though that last night the Trailblazers are here and then even and then tomorrow they're here again. They play the same team twice at home. Yep. Interesting. And they sh- and they should beat Portland tomorrow. They should. And then they go on a three-game road trip where they play the Lakers, Kings, and then the Bucks. On that, just get me two and one. Beat the two West Coast teams. You know, I don't really care about the Bucks game. No, beat, beat, especially beat the Lakers and beat the Kings. Yeah. You've, you've got to beat the teams in your conference. And then they play the Kings again on Valentine's Day. But it's here. Yeah. And the, God, then they play the Kings again. God, they play the Kings four times this month. Three no, times. Ex- excuse me, three times. Yeah. Holy crap. So, okay. So from today... Until the next time we record, Friday, mm-hmm. they play three. They host Portland at the Lakers, at the Kings, at the Bucks, host the Kings, host the Wizards, at the Trailblazers, at Golden State, host Sacramento. Nope, I skipped it. Nope, nope, nope. Forget the forget Golden State. Portland to Portland. What do you what do you want them to do record wise? So Portland, Lakers, Kings, they play three games before we record next. Honestly, they should go three and oh. They should. Portland, you should be. They're a bad basketball team. I mean, I feel bad because Chauncey Billups is their coach, but they're not a very good team since they got rid of Lillard. The Lakers, yeah, they're 500 for a reason because they're old and they're not very good anymore. So you should beat them. And, and hey, LeBron James and Anthony Davis may not even play that game because they're both banged up. So yeah. If they don't play, the Nuggets should roll them. And then the King, I think the Kings though will be a tough game for them because the Kings are have been a really, really good team the last couple seasons. Yeah. Uh honestly, in those seven games, get me five wins. Well, especially against the Wizards, like coming up later well, that, this month. Honestly, that's the one I'm not worried about because it's here. Yeah, and they should literally just wax them. Just wax them. 
Um, but the next boy. time we record those three games, they should go three and zero. That's my expectation. They should win all three. They should, yeah, and I, it's fair for us to put that expectation on them. Like, cra- it, well, yeah, they won a championship. They have high expectations now. Hi, crappy, crappy Trailblazers, a banged up Lakers team, and then the Kings team oh, that's God. decent. They only play two games next week, babies. Oh, I guess is the All Star game coming up. Uh, I have no idea when their all-star game is. Tells you how much we pay attention to the NBA, folks. Efforting. No, it looks like Wednesday the 14th, then they don't play again until Thursday the 22nd. So I think after Valentine's Day, they take a break. So, okay, but you you play Portland, time of recording, tomorrow. Tomorrow Mm -hmm. night. And then you're off until Thursday. Yeah, that's if you don't lot. win these two California games, something wrong. I mean, in Jokic, hey, that that soreness and all these guys that are sore, get through tomorrow, and then you have freaking a few days off to rest. <laughs> exactly. Um, trade rumors, Derek. The yes. Nuggets have been rumored to make some trades, mm-hmm. but I don't think they can make a big move because they're pushing up against the luxury tax limit. Yes, they are. So I wouldn't expect the Nuggets to make a big move like Jordan Clarkson. No, or can't or be trading something big, kind of like what Memphis just did. Did you see what they did? Traded Stephen Adams to the Rockets for Victor Oladipo. I did. Couple second round picks. No, but I I don't see them. Do they try and go after Bruce Brown again? I mean, <laughs> I mean, dude, I heard. I heard they may. Uh, was it because he went to Toronto? They, Did they do may- he went to Indiana and they traded him. Indiana traded him to Toronto. Yeah, and Toronto, Toronto's still contemplating whether or not to buy out his contract, so they may just buy him out and he may walk, so maybe you could sign him on the cheap. So, But, yeah, I, I don't think – Yeah, he they, hasn't I, had a good season being like the guy, has he? No, he hasn't. But he's – yeah, I don't think they can make a splashy trade, though, like you said, because that luxury tax, they're, they're flirting with it, and they, they can't go over it. Yeah. And like they, they need help kind of on the back end, you know, like getting Bruce Brown to come in would probably help the bench quite a bit. You could sub him in, you know, to play on the starting five if you needed to. Which and you know, fans would welcome him back. Absolutely. Do him in his <laughs> cowboy hats and his Wrangler jeans. Exactly. So I, I that's the kind of move I would expect them to make. I wouldn't expect them to make a big splash. Wrangler jeans. And honestly, the Nuggets don't need much. They just need that secondary scoring. To no, they're, they're granted. They're like we said. They're only a game, a half a game back from first place. They're they're still a damn good team. And, and like I'm being hard on them a little too much, probably. But they still have the two best players, I think. And and, and a lot of and a lot of experts and analysts have said, Eric, the Nuggets still have the best starting five in the league. And they, and in my opinion, they do. Yeah, their starting team five, absolutely. Their starting five is damn good. Absolutely. Talk about another good team. Talking about the best team. Yeah, <laughs> the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, so they buddy. are at the All Star game. Three of them: Georgiev, Makar, and McKinnon. Yeah. Poor By the Georgiev. way, real fast for the NHL All Star game. So McKinnon. McDavid, Austin Matthews, and the Hughes brothers, because Jack Hughes is hurt, so Quinn Hughes took his spot. 
are all captains. They all have a celebrity captain to go with them. Austin Matthews has Justin Bieber. What? Connor McDavid had, oh, who is it? Will Arnett. Okay. The Hughes brothers had Michael Bublé. Michael Bubble. Michael Bubble. And the Avs got a 20-year-old pop star from Calgary, Tate McRae. Who? Yo, I'll pull her up for you. Oh, it's a oh, it's a girl, a pop star. So she's oh, a yes. singer. She's she's a singer. Twenty year old sick. God, she's a young. She's a kid. She's a kid compared to me. Well, and to you. Oh Jesus, she's not a bad looking yeah. broad. <laughs> they got the pretty one. So. Uh, yeah, good for you, McKinnon. <laughs> yeah, good for yeah. you. I don't know if he's a married man, but hey. Oh yeah, he is. No, what twenty well, years old though? He's spoken for. So, it's so what is she's like a pop singer then? She's is a she, pop singer from from Calgary. So no, so you don't is, see is that. She, very is, is she a is she is she is she pretty big? I guess she's she she's getting be. there. Yeah, she she just put out her second album and she's getting like a lot of lot of hits and a lot of listens. But she she's also the, performing like the halftime show. She could be the next Taylor, except in Canada. I no no not even close to that. No no I uh, whack ass Taylor. Um. Also, Nikita Kucherov for Tampa Bay got booed for his <laughs> less than stellar effort. And I'm quoting. And I mean, it's the he, truth. He didn't try. He just went. Eh. He 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 looks like he doesn't want to be there. He looked like he didn't care. Like, dude, put put your back into it, buddy. Come on. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. pretend that you care at least. Like, have some fun. Yes. This is also the guy that had a meltdown as they were losing the cup to the abs and was throwing his equipment at the equipment manager on the ice. That's right. Suck it, Tampa. Go abs. Um, but the abs, there. Yes. At the at the break, but their bye week. Oh, are they good? Coming into the all-star break. 32, 14, and three, second in the conference in points. Mm-hmm. They are ahead of Dallas and Winnipeg right now for the division lead because they won three in a row going into the break and Winnipeg lost three in a row. <laughs> Suck it, Jets. How how do we feel about the Avs right now? Oh, I feel great. They're, I, they're playing so damn good. And Eric, they have the best player in the world on their team right now that oh is God, playing out of his freaking mind. I mean, two games. Two games. This man has scored four goals, and he has a point in twenty-five straight games. And as we said this week, you're only trailing the greatest hockey player of all time, Wayne Gretzky, when it comes to points in home games. So if you're on that list, if you're on any list with Wayne Gretzky, you're pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's front runner for MVP, and he should be, as he should be. You know, it only took him. 18 years. <laughs> I know. 84 points. 31 goals, 53 assists. And, and he for the back to for the second month in a row, December and January, he won player of the month. Yeah, did you see how many goals and assists he had? Of what? Yeah. I'm like, my God. And, and they finally get back to work on Monday. So we'll get to Hill. They play. Oh God. Yeah. Then Welcome back, Avs. They go on. Isn't it a five-game roadie? Yeah, Rangers, Devils, Hurricanes, Panthers, Capitals. 
Yes. Those are going to be tough. Yeah. Now, especially Monday's game. That ain't going to be an easy one at, at the Rangers. But I love the way Georgiev played the last two games. Now, the Avs blew out the Capitals and the Kings. They blew them out. But yeah, Georgiev was he damn good. You know, like whenever like the Avs, like they have like a two, three goal lead, there's always that one goal where you're just like, oh, come on. That didn't happen because Georgiev played awesome. And the defense around him helped them stepping up and playing better is very helpful. But actually, I think it's a six-game road trip. It is a six-game road trip coming up. Six-game? Oh, yeah, they're at Tampa. Yeah, Rangers. So six-game, yeah. Rangers, Devils, Hurricanes, Panthers, Capitals, Lightning. Lightning. And then, the, yeah, then you come back home to host the Yotes. You know what? Get me three and three. That'd be nice. But with these back-to-back games, Georgiev's definitely playing Monday. Does Prozisov yes. or Ananen play uh, Tuesday, you think? I would assume it would be Prozvatov because they sent Ananen back down after that game. Oh, yes, they did. All right, so Prozvatov um, plays against the Devils, and then you bring... If he's healthy, I don't know if he's hurt or not. And then you play... Um... Then you play Georgiev against the Hurricanes. Yeah, because that's Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday. Prozvatov is healthy. He's not on their injury report. So yeah, he'll he'll probably play in the Jets or the, the excuse me, the Devils game, and Georgiev plays against the Rangers. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to watch that Monday at five. That's Ooh, gonna be fun. Oh, dude, it's well, just hot. It's just like this whole week they've been off. I'm like, I know. Oh, I have nothing to watch. <laughs> Um, but I, I love having their bye week line up with the All-Star week because mm-hmm. NHL teams all get a bye week. Last couple of years, it's been like mid-February. I know. That they've been off. And it's like, no! Um, but, like, give me three and three. Like, the the Rangers, that's going to be a tough game. The Panthers is going to be real tough. Mm-hmm. Tampa, Carolina, those are going to be tough games on the road. Got to get payback on the on the Panthers definitely next Saturday. You oh, yeah. have to after that eight to two freaking debacle Panthers they had. Are so good though. The only reason they're not as good is because Boston's in front of them. Eight to four it was not eight to eight to four. Yeah. Um, but the Rangers leading their division. Carolina's right behind them. Hurricanes will be a good the game. Devils have been dealing with injuries and their goaltending sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been as good. The Devils. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look at oh my god! Looking at the save percentage, not good. For what is it? Vitek Vanek is his name. Vitek Vanacek. Yep. Yep. Sixteen and eight. Eight eighty six save percentage. Eric three point two four giveaways. And then they're back. <laughs> it's not even better. Eight point eight point eight nine save percentage. Three point four three giveaways. Three and five, Nico does. So, yeah. The Devils can score. They've scored 161 goals, but they've given up 168. Mm. To put that in reference, the Avs have scored 190 and given up 153. And I haven't heard any news. Avs scored the most goals in the league, by the way. I haven't heard any news yet about Nichushkin. Have you? No, and I don't think we will for a while. I honestly, I wouldn't expect him back. So at least March, maybe not at all. Mm-hmm. You think that's but, why they went and got Parisi? No, I think they got Parisi because... Um, Does he play on Monday? Yeah, oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, he's been skating with the team back here. Oh good. Uh, all week. Um but uh I think Parisi fills in for Thomas Tatar. Mm. So they 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 kind of brought Tatar in to be that, you know, Evan Rodriguez kind of like mm. Rodriguez had to play a lot more time than we were thought last year because of injuries, but they brought mm. him in to kind of fill that you know, depth role, depth scoring role in the third and fourth lines. It's exactly yeah. what Parisi is going to come in and do, but he's bad. Um, that's why Tatar's on the uh, Kraken for a fifth round pick. But I, I think I think Parisi is going to fill in on that fourth line because you can't break up the Ross Colton, Miles Wood, mm-hmm. Logan O'Connor line. They're playing so well together. Also, watch my finger. Oh god. Uh, 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 I just saw it in the camera and I went like this. I was like, ooh, that's kind of gross. It's kind um, of bendy and really nasty. <laughs> yeah. Like look. Um, I think that's what he's gonna do. But on the the whole subject of moving pieces, mm-hmm. two teams in the Avs conference, one in their division, made trades. Mm-hmm. So the first one was the Calgary Flames traded half of the farm. (laughs) They did. For a second-line center from the Flames, Elias Lindholm, for Andre Kuzmenko, who's a Mm. very highly touted player on that team, two minor leaguers who are their two of their – I think it's two of their top five prospects. Yeah, a first this year and a fourth this year, with I a think... condition on the fourth. The fourth becomes the third if Vancouver makes it to the conference finals, which they won't do. By the way, they're just not going to do it. <laughs> they're not going to do it. And then the other one was the Winnipeg Jets got Sean Monahan from the Montreal Canadiens for a first this year and a third in 2027. God, so another three which years. Which becomes, it's a condition. This is, a st- I don't know why this is in there. Montreal receives the 2027 third round pick if Winnipeg wins the Stanley Cup. That's it. If they don't, then they get their third pick back. Which Winnipeg isn't winning the Cup. Dream on, Winnipeg. Dream on. Okay. Hasn't it been so? Wait, well, yeah, when was the last time a Canadian team won the cup? It's been a while, hasn't 1993 it? 1993 was the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> yep, keep dreaming. Not going to happen um, again. So let me pull up those two player stats. Please hold efforting. Because Lindholm's, he's been fine, but he hasn't been great. For Calgary, yeah. Now he goes with the Canuckers. JT Miller. JT Miller's good, but he plays no defense whatsoever. No, he doesn't. Lindholm averages about 20 minutes a game. He's got nine goals and 23 assists. Now, that's going to bump up because Vancouver's a fast team. Yeah. But Vancouver's a one-line team. That's why they're going out and getting this second guy. Um. And Monaghan's been really disappointing for Montreal. Or Montreal, Montreal, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because he's been injury-plagued and has barely played. 
Oh yeah, looking at looking at his numbers. Yeah, not very good. Well, read them out, Derek. Don't just keep to yourself. Well, he's having a good season this year. Thirteen goals, twenty-two assists, but injuries, injuries, yes, kept him out. So, like, did these two teams get better? Yes. Did they give up too much? Vancouver sure is. I mean, Vancouver gave up too damn much for Lindholm. That's why Calgary took the bait. Yeah. Yeah. And and like (laughs) if, and the abs were really heavily involved in Lindholm from what I've heard, but they weren't going to trade all that for him. Well, they don't have all of that. No, they don't have first round. (laughs) They have a first, they have, they have their first for the next three years. They Mm. don't have a second and a third this year. They don't have a second next year. So they've got some picks to play with, but there was a, the rumor was that Calgary wanted Bo Byron. And oh hell no! I'm sitting here. He's a rental. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. If I'm trading Byron, I'm getting a second line center. Yes. that's going to be there for the next few years. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just trading Byron for a rental because Byron's right. part of the future. If you want, yeah. Yes, he is. Now the Avs have some some minor leaguers they could trade, like Sam Malinsky. But Sam mm-hmm. Malinsky could also step up and take that Bow and Byron role, which I really hate saying this, Derek. I think Malinsky's a little better offensively than Byron. A little bit. Just by a smidge. Um They've got John Luke Foodie, who's been kind of in and off the injured report, so he's probably lost some some uh, clout. You know, they've got they've got some prospects that can move, like Sean Barons. But that's the only reason you would be able okay moving on from a Bo Byram is because you have depth behind the deep the decor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you got to get depth, and, and it looks like right right now they don't have that. No, I. I literally just said oh, you on just the defensive said, I mean, side they yes, have the bad. depth. So moving on from Byron, but that's not an in-season trade. That's a mid-season or a mid-off-season trade. Mm-hmm. So am I disappointed the Avs didn't go after it? Yeah, because I think John, uh, Jonas Johansson not – Jonas, uh, not Jonas. Um, who's, who's Johansson? Who's the guy they traded for? <laughs> Johansson. Oh, um. Oh my god, my brain just went blank. I can't uh, I can't think of his name. Oh my god. Ryan! Ryan, Ryan Johansson. Johansson. There it is. Yep. He's Ryan. been a he's been awful in the Avs system because he yeah. can't keep up. The Avs mm-hmm. play fast. Fast and very good forecheck, very good uh, back check and forecheck. He's done he doesn't do that. And I he's been a disappointment. And I think if the Avs could move on from him like now, they would. Uh, now <laughs> i really think they would if, if they had the chance to like put him in a trade like take this four million off our books like chicago probably can afford right, they would johansson. do it yeah 11 goals seven assists 18 points on the season for johansson eh. i mean it's not very good i mean no. it's, de- it's decent but i not mean for a do- second line center no not for a second line center yeah your mic just spiked, by the way. Well, We're I don't touching know. stuff there. I'm not touching anything. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so, 
Do you think the Avs make a move for a second-line center for this year? I mean, do they have? Can they? <laughs> they could, sure. They'd have to get rid of Ryan Johansson. Because if you believe like the Avs do, Gabe Landeskog will be back. Nachushkin will be back. Now, if you have a, a second line of Landeskog, Nachushkin, and Johansson, maybe a Johansson plays better. Zach Parisi is now the oldest player on the Avalanche after we sign him. How about yeah, that? He's not even close, too. He's 39. Yeah, the next closest, I think, is 35, 34. No, uh, Jack Johnson at 37, and then Cogliano at 36, and then pretty much everybody else are a bunch of babies. Yeah. <laughs> I think Josh Manson's in his 30s, but he's an early 30, I believe. Mr. Manson, yes, he's 32, but he, 28, 29, 26, 25. 20, I mean, God, all these guys are just young, yeah. And right now, the only cap space the Avs have is Landis Cog's $7 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so mm. I, I don't see them making a big splash. The one thing I think they really need to do is get a backup goalie. Because right now, Georgiev is on pace to play in 65 games. Guy's going to be tired. Guy, no, guy will be absolutely spent and the exhausted. Only the only goalies that have done that in recent history is Dominic Hasek in the 90s. Yeah. Patrick Waugh in the 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> and Martin Brodeur in the 90s. 90s. All those guys in the 90s. They yeah. don't do it anymore because the, the goalies have to be so much quicker. So... I I wouldn't be surprised if you see the Avs go get Marc Andre Fleury or someone like That's that. That's what I was getting ready to say. Is like I've heard stories about Marc Andre Fleury, maybe getting him from uh, Minnesota. But like if you give up a first this year for Fleury to be a backup and kind of a rotational goalie, fine. Steal away Andre Fleury and Parisi from the Wild. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be funny? But I think you, we'll we'll see what happens with the Chushkin. I. I hate to say it. I wouldn't expect to see him back until March, April, maybe. It could be a while. Yeah, that's how I'm and looking at it. Landis Cog, probably he's been skating, and actually they've shown him skating more, and he's he's doing more loop de loops and pulls. That's and good. I'm like, I mean, have, just, having having him back, I mean, our captain and him, just man, that would be big. Mm-hmm. So he probably won't be back till April of the postseason. So. I, We'll take him. Despite the lack of consistency Imagine. from Ryan Johansson, McKinnon, Rantanen, McCarr, Taves, that Ross Colton line, they're all doing enough. Imagine if and we Lincoln had a health back. Imagine if we had a healthy Landis Cog to go with this team uh, right now. This team would be unstoppable. I mean, my gosh. Think of how good they've been without him. I know. Imagine when he comes if he comes back and he's his old self. Oh my God. Look out. So, Avs are in a good spot, and uh, I just think backup goalie is what they're going to look for. Yeah, they do need a backup goalie. But I got nothing else, Derek. Yeah, I got nothing else except for next week. We get to talk about the Super Bowl. (laughs) More like the snooze fest. God, I don't want to watch this game. Stupid Chiefs, stupid Niners. We hate everybody. And on that note...
Wait, over under. They showed Taylor. How many times did they show Taylor Swift on camera in the Super Bowl? Oh my God, dude! I saw a thing that the Japan, the Japanese transport minister put out a thing saying that Taylor Swift will be on time for the Super. Nobody cares. No one cares. And on that note, Grumpy and Grumpy are signing off. Peace.